What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live episode of Takes on Take. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for Chris Schubert. As he flexes the Pepsi here on uh, the live stream here. Kyle, welcome. Welcome, everybody. I, I see we have brought all of our piping hot red ta- hot hot takes uh, today for Takes on Takes. Um, yeah, life is good. Uh, Victory Monday for all three of us here on the show. Uh, Chris, your Victory Monday looks a little different than than usual. But when Trevor Lawrence is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, a loss is a win. At this point, you've got you've got a month left of of misery for a decade of of relevance. So, just take it in stride, brother. No reason to not enjoy it. I'm enjoying every Victory Monday. Yeah, because they're all Victory Mondays for me so far. Especially when you're as, as winning at life as Chris Schubert. Well, don't know about that. Got his new computer. Yep. You know, failed fail me two minutes into the pre-show. <laughs> Let's roll. Are all you right, guys ready? Good, yeah, there's good stuff. We got to get to it. All right. So I'm going to, I've taken over the MC role. So I will read all of these takes to you. And this is the one that I think caused a lot of controversy in the pre show. So I'm going to get it going right away. <sighs> this comes from Dion, who says Thanksgiving leftovers should only be eaten two days after Thanksgiving max. This is bad. I've never had this scenario. They don't make it two days in my house. I've never made it three days past Thanksgiving with some available leftovers. Well, so I don't know what this feels like. I could tell you because my household is divorced and my wife's household is also divorced. Oh, so boy. we did one year for Thanksgivings in approximately 36 hours. And um, we, uh, we had probably a week and a half's worth of leftovers, except for the turkey, because that goes fast. If there's leftover turkey, I don't care if it's white meat, dark meat, legs, wings, whatever. It goes super fast. It never gets bad. Stuff, I think I'm pretty sure stuffing is like wine. The longer it ages, the better it is. You are somebody that I think is willing to push the boundaries with how long something's been in the fridge oh, versus if you leave it. Percent. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I'll I'll give it two weeks after the expiration. Two weeks. Wait, wait. Two weeks. <laughs> If it smells good, it's fine. All right. I like that rule. I don't know if I like the two-week rule. If well, it smells no, it's good, not, it's good. It's not an absolute kind of thing. Like, there's, you give it the smell check first. Dude, you you would be an asset in my household because we, we don't do well with leftovers, um, and we throw away a lot of stuff. And I just need you to come raiding through on a weekly basis, and you will – you well, have something to eat. So do we, but that's because my wife buys. Yeah, we, we we, we've got boxes of cereal that aren't even open, and we get two more boxes with the next yeah. round of groceries. So got a real situation on your hands. But but Dion, no, I'm eating Thanksgiving leftovers as long as they're around. I don't. There's no expiration date on this. 
Yeah, you're good. You're good with those. Um, this take from Jason is extremely uh, relevant at the moment because I don't know when this game is ultimately going to be played. Uh, Jason says the Ravens players will wildcat strike Wednesday's game, and the NFL will have to push everything back a full week. As we're doing this show, that game is scheduled for three forty p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Yeah. But as I think we've already seen, that thing can get moved very quickly. So, uh, gentlemen, this take from Jason. I've always wanted to watch a live NFL football game at 3.40 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. So, I mean, I'm fine by me. That would be a hell of a thing for them to do, right? I mean, just not play the game? Well, I know their their concern is they want to practice. They, they haven't practiced since before the Titans game. Oh, boy. So, like, they're like, yo, we want to play, but can we get a practice in first? Because, like, they were going to practice tonight and then travel to Pittsburgh for the game tomorrow. But because they had, I think, one positive today, and it was a practice squad guy, but it was still a positive, they did, they were not allowed to practice today. Assuming this game happens on Wednesday, the Steelers will play three games in 12 days. That's tough, it's not, man. It's not great. But if the game's not played, if they do say, no, we're, we're not playing under the conditions – would the the league wouldn't push everything back, which I think is what Jason's saying. The league would have everything else would go on as scheduled, and they would either just put this game at the tail end of the schedule, or they would not play the game. Right? Why are we Why are we so resistant to a week eighteen? Why? Especially now that we're in the final month of the season, right? right. Like. You've made it this far. Like, if you need a buffer game. week, you get you get so much more flexibility for this kind of stuff. Yeah, we everybody's got five games left to go. It's pretty tight. A lot of these races. Just played in week eighteen. This game's important for the Ravens too, right? In the playoff picture, yeah. so they need this football game. So them risking because yeah. the NFL could very easily say, "Okay, you're striking forfeit." Steelers get a victory. It, well, and the Steelers are one up on the Chiefs for the one seed, and there's only one bye week this year right. for mm-hmm. playoffs. So there, there's something, imagine like if they don't play the game, like that's not an option. So you'd have to get to the end of the season and then postpone the playoffs by a week or you make some jurisdiction with this game. So it's, it's a very messy, yep. nasty situation, but I think postponing the playoffs is more attractive than postponing the league now for one game. All right, Braden, here you go. We'll throw your take up here. Anthony Lynn has become the worst game day manager among head coaches, and Joe already has the approval maraca. Go ahead, Chris. Out. Go ahead. You want it? Yeah. All right. Ooh, wait. I hate got- that I like it. Man, that dude, man, he's just he's counterproductive to winning football games. He just doesn't he just so confused. I mean, that whole sequence at the end of the game for the bills yesterday was a snapshot of what he's normally like. And it wasn't just the end of the game. It was before the half. He had no clue what to do. Called it. They were going to go for it on a fourth down. They called a timeout to punt where they would have just been better off taking the penalty yards and punting that whole sequence. I mean, just they're, they're unprepared for it. And I think this is how how you're abysmally bad in one score games, right? Right. It's, yeah. it's the game management, crunch time decisions, all of that stuff. And it, it's just, it's week in and week out. And unfortunately, I think that makes this a good take from Braden. But it's a shame because, like, 
Anthony Lynn's a super likable guy. He was super likable on hard knocks. You know, I, I appreciate his demeanor with his players, but just like from a game management perspective, like you as the CEO on game day of the football team, like that's your deal. Like you, you have to know that. And it's, there's been nothing but struggles. And I think Joe, like you said, the end of the game against Buffalo yesterday is like a microcosm of like everything that's wrong right now with the Chargers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Vontel has a take. Oh, boy. I, it just needs to be shown. I don't know what's going to happen here, but... We'll just put it up. Vontel says, Coach O at Orgeron will end up oh, like God. Chizik and get fired after 2020. I'm going to tell you right now, Vontel, I ain't getting fired at the end of the 2021 season. We're going to go back to the national championship and play in the college football playoff. Go Tigers. That's actually pretty good, Kyle. Yeah, that's that's a thing here. Um, Coach O has called the Draft Dudes podcast. It's true. Yeah, he's I been mean, on the show a few times. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't the first time he's been here. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's going to be so much turnover with these coaches. I think, I think uh, this year for them was not unexpected by me. At least right. I had yeah. I had low expectations for LSU this year. They lost everybody, right? Literally everybody. And then more players, right? Because they opted out of the season and Shelvin and uh, Carrie Vincent and Jamar chase. Like they don't have anything what they thought they would have. So I think, I think coach O is, has won over so much good fortune based on what happened in 2019, that it's going to take more than another bad year in 2021 for him to get the boot. Hey, Shoot me, who would have said that to Jambalaya in the chat <laughs> before the show? Nuts like some good crawfish in Jambalaya. It's a combo. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate your appearance on the show. Cool, Tigers. This take by Sebastian. If Deshaun Watson, this is a, this is good. I, I can't wait to hear your guys' answer on Ooh. this one. If Deshaun Ooh. Watson was drafted by the Chiefs, he would be putting up nearly the same amount of production as Patrick Mahomes. Basically what Sebastian's saying, gentlemen, Patrick Mahomes, system quarterback. Ooh, dirty little secret. A lot of really good Hall of Fame all-time great quarterbacks were as good as they were because of the system and environment and head coach that they were with at the time. So I don't think that's necessarily a hot right. take. Right. But I mean, go ahead, Joe. No, because I'm going to shift gears with this. So finish your thought. I was going to say, I, I don't think it's blasphemy to indicate that from an intangibles and playmaker and artistic eye for the game, Deshaun Watson is within the same, he's in the same section of the stadium as what Patrick Mahomes is. Mahomes has a much more live arm, uh, but they're both super creative. They're both super gifted. They're both super big play oriented. They are both special from a leadership perspective and the plays that they are able to make. Uh, so if you put him on the chiefs in a much more stable environment, like, yeah, I think I probably like him to perform at a comparable level. Maybe not the 5,000 yards, 50 touchdown passing season that Mahomes had his first year as a starter, 
But what we've seen from Patrick since, yes, I can buy. The, the spin that I want to put on this is what if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Houston? Or what if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Chicago? Or what if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Buffalo? Cleveland. That's my favorite one. What if it's Cleveland? I mean, do, do we assume that Mahomes is exactly the player we see right now? No, the answer is no. I agree. Especially if it's Cleveland. Because like that was Hugh Jackson, Cleveland Browns. Well, I don't care which one. You take Deshaun, you take Pat, you put him with Hugh Jackson and Cleveland with how dysfunctional that franchise was. They're set back. They inevitably are set back. They will drag the team along and be good, but they're not the guys they are, the dudes they are now. No. I, 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 the same thing applies to Buffalo. Like, what was he going to do with Calvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, and Jeremy Curley with the entire offensive line of guys that aren't even in the league anymore besides Deion Dawkins? I don't know, man. Good for him. It worked out, and he's special, and the Chiefs are special. So does that make you worried at all for Joe Burrow? Yes. I've been worried about Joe Burrow for a long time. <laughs> Since we knew Cincinnati was going to have right. the little pick, right? Absolutely. Like- <laughs> yeah. No shame in that. A college take from Tyler here. Vanderbilt would be better off switching to the triple option and hiring Jeff Monken than hiring a coach with a traditional offense who will underperform or leave if successful. Joe, I saw it. Go ahead. You yeah. can go first. I hate everything about option football. I loathe it. It drives me insane. I'm trying to get good scouting reps of football players, and it's annoying as hell because there's not much you can extrapolate for a team that runs an option offense or a defense against it. But I will say, for the the chance of being competitive, you got to do it. That's how Air Force, that's how Army, that's how those teams somehow have a chance because they don't have the talent. Well, and look at Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson. They had a chance, man. They played in the ACC championship game against Clemson. Was it Clemson or Florida State when James was there? Yeah, I mean, like relatively recently. It gives you a chance when you are never going to have the talent to compete. So if Vanderbilt wants to have a chance to win like eight or nine games, run the damn option and be a pain in the ass in the SEC to go up against. Does that fly in the SEC, though, with the team team defense – on speed across the entirety of the conference. It gives them a better chance than trying to be a traditional team. Probably. Probably. Um, I had a take here. What was it? It's gone, Chris. This is what Sorry, Kansas should have done. So, okay. by, by the way, Kansas should have done this, right? When they, Instead of hiring less miles, Kansas's best chance in the Big 12 was to introduce this type of chaos. And they failed. They didn't do it. Now, they'll probably have to fire less in a couple years, and they can have their no, another chance of getting an option coach but that's how they're going to have a chance in the Big 12. Now, guys, I'm new here, so I don't know if some of these takes are just trolling you guys, and I'll learn <laughs> over over time. I'll learn over time. Uh, this take from Sam, I think, might go into the category of trolling, where he says, Justin Fields isn't a top-three quarterback in college football right now, and yeah, he won't Joe's be got the right in idea here. the draft. Joe, take another sip of your mighty swell, please. Take another one. We need to digest this. And, and and my bad if I'm if I'm bringing up a troll take for you guys. No, That's on no, me as no, the producer. No troll that I'm aware but, of here. I think okay. this is okay. a genuine take. I Sam. think the important thing is Sam Beard. He's already asking us for us to not hate no, him. The dude's beard's elite. You right? can't hate a dude with a beard. No, that no. the beard is ten out of ten. Confirmed. Yeah. Joe, get the poop hat. <sighs> 
You don't got to turn it on. Just put it on. Oh, yeah, it's going on. I mean, we got to put it on for this. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I think I, we get the point. Just because he's Ohio State. Because, like, I, I get that's always going to be a thing. It's never going to go away until you have a dude that comes in and, like, wins Super Bowls as an Ohio State quarterback. But, Justin, man, it's like. He's got that arm ability about him as far as being a former baseball player. And you see a lot of the guys that have a lot of success are the ones that can, can throw from any arm slot, any angle, any footwork. You know that throw that everybody was clowning Baker Mayfield for missing on Sunday, the slant to Rashard Higgins where he was sitting down? You see what Baker's feet look like on that? He was parallel, parallel to the line of scrimmage. The guys who have the arm the really high-level arms to kind of throw with accuracy in those scenarios. Justin's one of those guys, more so, I think, than, than Baker Mayfield from a physical skill perspective. So I think his athletic ceiling is higher than a dude that just went number one like two years ago, three years ago. I think he's a top-three quarterback in college football, and I think he's going to be a top-three quarterback in the draft. This take from Indy Kid 3, and I like this topic. Harbaugh will have a way better coaching career in Detroit than Michigan. What I wish I, I would, Joe, give me the poop hat. Like I'll take it through the screen. So what has Harbaugh done at Michigan? What has he done, though? He, what, I could tell you he had a very good run with as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Very good. Yes. At Michigan, I mean, has they haven't won the conference. So what's the barrier – to Harbaugh having success at Michigan? Has it been the complete inability to land a quarterback? I think that's a big part of it. Because that's the big sell for Harbaugh's yeah. offense, right? Yeah, you got it. I said that about Tennessee for the longest time. They got to find their Trevor Lawrence or their Deshaun Watson. As soon as they get that, things change. Chris, do you have Rocky Top on tap or no? Uh, no, sorry, unfortunately. Michigan's got to – they got to land one of those dudes. They got to stop trying to get the fifth-year seniors and the Shea Pattersons and – Whoever these Wilkins face in the world, you know, quarterback. Sorry. But is he gonna, he, dude, is, as much as I think there's a chance that he would go to the Lions, this is like, that would be really weird if that was his next move. Joe, you know what else is really weird? What's that? Not taking advantage of our friends at Manscaped and their stock, stocking stuffer opportunity to make this gift season the absolute buns. We're talking about revivers. We're talking about ball deodorants. So if you want your jingle balls to smell like Christmas morning, this holiday season, the Manscaped stocking stuffer is filled with goodies to stock your stuffing. We're talking about the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer in addition to the lawnmower 3.0, which we have nothing but great things to talk about. I've already mentioned the deodorant and the toner. They smell amazing. You know, you know I'm a big candle guy, right, Joe? I do. I don't need candles. There you go. I wish you could see it. Legit th sprayed it three times because it smells that good. So here's the deal. If you are looking for stocking stuffers for anyone this holiday season, including yourself, you can go to manscaped.com 
and use promo code TDN and be the ballsiest gift giver this holiday season. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. That's Manscaped.com. Promo code TDN. I missed this take from Kyle, not our Kyle, not the Kyle in the okay. top left corner of the screen, okay. uh, but uh, Kyle Bazin earlier in the pre-show, we were discussing this take and I, I was so distracted by Dion's Thanksgiving take that I missed this one. Uh, Kyle says, not this Kyle, this other Kyle, Kyle Bazin says the Browns will lose four of their next five. And by the way, those are games against Tennessee, Baltimore, the Giants, the Jets and the Steelers and miss the playoffs because Browns. This is man. I, I know what he's thinking, right? Like, they're 17 years into a playoff drought. I've been there, all right? I can speak from experience. Not this, allowed to have good things, right? Yeah, like you have that fatalistic mentality. Like you will not allow yourself to entertain the idea that the Browns would actually not do this and go to the playoffs. But you have to believe in the leadership here, right? Kevin Stefanski is a good freaking coach, and you have talent. And I know that it's not always pretty, but my goodness, <laughs> they're winning games. And – for them to lose four out of five of those games, I think would be a real disappointment. I don't think it happens. I think the Browns get in this year. So let's let's do it, Joe. We always like doing this when these hypotheticals come up. They have five games left to play. They're eight and three. Do they beat the Tennessee Titans? No. I I agree. Eight and four. Do they beat the Baltimore Ravens, who spanked them last time they played? I don't think so. They're eight and five. I agree. Eight and five. The Giants is interesting. Dub. Cleveland should win this football game. Right. They should. If they don't, then you can start panicking. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, three-game L with everything out in front of you, right? Somebody's somebody's going to do it in the AFC this year. Well, the might, Ra- might be the Colts. Could be the, the Raiders. With the what Raiders. They did. The, it might be the Raiders. Miami's last four are very difficult. Somebody in the AFC who's in like this thick of it, somebody is going to fall apart. Yeah. But I think they win the Jets and Giants. So that's 10. I guess them to 10 and 6. I mean, this has been your take of that there's a 10 and 6 team that's going to miss the playoffs in the AFC. There is. Don't let it be the Browns. It'll be the Browns. I think think the Browns have – a lot of favorable tiebreaker components in their hand already. So I don't think they have to be super worried. Like I know uh, Baltimore should be very worried from a, if there's like three plus teams tied at 10 and six, and they are one of them, they should be worried from a tiebreakers perspective. Is that Pittsburgh game the last game of the season? It is. So Pittsburgh might not play anybody either. No, they'll have something to play for. Kansas well, city. Yeah, First they're round by they just get gifted a victory this week from the NFL. Maybe and not. Do, we, do you think Pittsburgh's going to win three games in twelve? Uh, three games in twelve days. That that last one's Buffalo in Buffalo. Oh, that's no. good for that's good for the Bills. Yeah, but they they did space them out a little bit. I saw they already pushed the the Washington game. I think yeah, didn't that's they? on Tuesday. It looks like no, it looks like it's going to go to Tuesday now. Yeah, so now they're going to have. Sh- sh- oh, geez. Okay. So it's like five days of rest between every game. Dude, that's hell. For NFL football players that are like very much creatures of habit, yes, that's hell. We here at the Locked On Network have been big-time proponents of the Built brand, and Built's newest product, Built Go, just ups the ante even more. It's a workout gel that's built 
to help you break through your mental or physical wall each and every day. It's easy to take. It comes in a one and a half ounce package. You put it in your back pocket, in your golf bag, in your briefcase, in your glove compartment, wherever. And it's always ready to go when you are. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling. It's like drinking a monster with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors. My personal favorite is chocolate mint, but there's also peanut butter, honey, and chocolate coconut. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, and it gets into your system fast, and it's easier on your stomach. It's loaded with the good stuff to ignite your system, beta alanine, B3, honey, caffeine, and it's built to kick all day long with B6 and B12. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, next take for you guys from Jared. Micah Parsons is Gennard Avery 2.0, but with better pro potential due to elite athleticism and the versatility to play any of the linebacker positions and edge. You can't call him Gennard Avery 2.0 and then say he has elite athleticism and versatility to play any linebacker position plus edge. That's not the same player. So I'm out. I'm all the way out. I'm out on this. I'm all the way out. Yep. Okay. Adam. Adam's had a bunch of takes. I just see this one here in front of me. And I'm all for a good debate on this specific topic. Red Gatorade is the worst Gatorade. It's factual. A million percent. I like that. It's trash. I like that. Yeah, it's very far on my list. If I had them all in front of me, it it might be, be the end until I chose the red one. Is the original color, like the yellow one, the best or the orange one, the best one? Well, Orange yellow, is good, lemon lime, lemon lime is good. Uh, Glacier Freeze, I think, is the top three Gatorade flavor. Is that the light blue? That's light that's, blue. That's that is an elite. The light uh, purple is tremendous. Light yes. purple is also good. A million um, percent. I don't know what the teal green one is. That one's in the conversation right. as well. Um, teal green. The ice think- flavored, like the white colored one, is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like Those that are, one. That's a good. good one. The the added not benefit the opposite of benefit to red Gatorade is that your mouth is also going to be red after you drink that. That's true. Good point. That's detriment. The detriment that detriment yeah. was the word. Yeah. Yeah. So if I wanted to drink red Gatorade, I would just drink fruit punch, right? Like it's a little icy. Yeah. Which is bad. <laughs> and anyway, unless they sponsor the show. <laughs> yes. In we which will. case I love, I love IC, but challenge accepted. All right. I'm scrolling through here for a take. Okay, you know what, guys? Debate this one. I just saw this one from Andrew. Jack Del Rio should get another look at as a head coach. Kind of got weird how it ended in, do we call it Las Vegas? Do we call it Oakland? Whatever we want to call it. It was Oakland when he was there. Well, They had a good Oakland. year, man. They had a, that year before. At 2016. They wind up having to start like Matt McGloin in the playoffs. Yeah, because Carr broke his leg. They were 12 and 4 that season, and Carr yeah. broke his leg week 16. And Del Rio like was very aggressive that year with his decision making and like was like deserved a lot of credit for that team's success. I mean, that's the thing that you're gonna have to ask yourself. I mean, there's a lot of really exciting young coordinators out there, but you know, sometimes they're Matt LaFleur, or sometimes they're Anthony Lynn. You know, so like, do you want to kind of get that retread and, and a guy that has some experience about your about them that can come in and, and 
accept the challenge with a lot of experience that they can learn from. It's interesting to me. I don't. That doesn't move. That hire doesn't move the needle for me at all, personally. I'd rather take my shot on. I'd rather go young, and I'd rather look to the college ranks, than go back over a retread. Sure, but I I think I think he'll get a look. I do. So this would be his third look, though, right? Because he was in Jacksonville first. Jacksonville, yep. So third chance, yeah, uh, yeah, three straight. No, you're out. I'm I'm out. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Sorry, I was scrolling through lots of takes in here that I'm trying to to decipher here. Uh, this one from Suan I'm putting up because it's a Jets take, and I love I, I love um, misery. Uh, if the Jets don't look like they are heading in the right direction, new coach Trevor Lawrence should force a trade to another team. She uses Dallas as the example, and the Jets should do a sign and trade for Dak Prescott. Boy, is there a lot to unpack in this thing. This is a good one. I guess if you're the Jets and you can't get Trevor Lawrence, getting Dak Prescott sounds pretty good to me. Who who nets more in this trade, though? Yeah, so, okay. You know? I have Trevor and Dak, right? Dak is an established dude was going to break the passing record this year in yardage. In part because Dallas is giving up 37 points per game or whatever it is there freaking horrible on defense would the number one overall pick be enough to just flip Dak you're talking three first rounders right if you were going to trade for Dak it would be three first rounders probably one of those is going to be the number one overall pick in this scenario so maybe down to two I don't even think it would take two because you're guaranteed to get a quarterback back in Trevor Lawrence from Dallas's perspective, you get the number one overall pick and you get to put him on a rookie contract for five years with all these other expensive contracts that you've given out over the last 24 months. And it's potentially an upgrade over Dak Prescott. And he's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in recent memory. And we haven't even touched whether or not Trevor Lawrence pulls a power play on, on the Jets. No, Kyle, please, please. Not today. I don't want to hire, do this. Hire Dabo. Hire Dabo. You're guaranteed he'll, he'll come. I'm sure he'll come. I've seen a lot of takes in the comments about the draft dude's Pro Bowl ballot that we did last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. some feelings hurt. And, I received uh, some DMs and tweets. In particular, this take, Demario Davis was the biggest omission on the draft dude's Pro Bowl ballot. He's a good football player. I don't know what you want me to say. We probably admitted a lot of people on the ballot. Right. I mean, here, I, I, I got another fill one. Out your own uh, ballot. Our Fritz, Anthony Sherman, was snubbed at the draft dude's Pro Bowl mm, ballot. I mean, I people I, are not happy with the work that I we put agree. in. It was hard work that we did. I don't care. I don't. You're out on, on all of these Pro Bowl complaints? You don't I mean, want I think you're splitting go hairs. Out, go fill out yeah. a ballot. Right. Yeah, they're go endless. fill out two. You go can fill double us up. Our vote. Yep. Correct. All right, Sam. I, I kind of picked on you earlier with this one, so I'll 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 bring this one back here for you. We'll see seven head coaching changes this offseason in the National Football League, which means we get to do math on the show. Always a big fan of that. 
No, not a fan of that. You're always a fan. We got Math four. is where we make errors. Assuming uh, the Jets? Well, you can't assume the Jets yeah. yet. You know what happens when you assume? Yeah. Houston? Jacksonville? Well, no, Jacksonville hasn't fired their coach yet. Detroit? So so Houston and Detroit. Atlanta. Those are the, Atlanta. And Atlanta. So those are your three. Mm-hmm. So we got to get the four more. Okay. We Do we want to put the Jets in there? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, we do. That's four. Jacksonville, we mentioned, is five. I mean, we were we were discussing Anthony Lynn earlier. He's going. That's six. He's going. Yeah, I don't want him to, but he's going. And then just one more. Some random person retires. Oh, hold on, let's think it out. We gotta. What if Belichick retires? Bye. Oh, that'd be so good. Well, that's a head yeah. coaching change, yeah, right? What if? What if um, McCarthy? They say no. We're not doing this. McCarthy. Sean Payton says I'm out of here. Matt Nagy. Nagy's gone. He gone. If they've, they better have a winning record over the final five games. Otherwise, he's gone. We're getting so, at least seven. I'm buying. We're gonna have yeah. a quarter of the league is gonna have new head coaches this year. Feels good to not be in that conversation. It don't feels it? great. Oh, it feels outstanding. Sam throws out Cincy. They are not firing Zach Taylor. Mm, no, that oh, is should and not. I think mm, are different, but they might. You think? That ownership is going to pay Zach Taylor to not coach and then Brother, somebody else to coach? My guy has four wins in 27 games. I'm not a math guy. <laughs> but that record needs some ball toner because it's no bueno. It's like a hard chafe, man. Manscaped. You want to do more? Stuffers. You guys want do to do it. more math? Manscaped.com, promo code TDN. Um, can you please get this one from poor Dolphins Craze? I, I've seen him write this in the I, comments 15 times. I'm sorry, today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Dolphins Craze. My he's, my apologies. I just I, I there's a lot of takes bunch. in here. He's hit it a whole bunch. Not only is Xavier Howard the best player on the Dolphins, but he's the best cornerback in all of football and should be the defensive player of the year. Kyle, you just wanted this take so you could glow well, from me. No, I'm I'm we teased this a little bit. On Monday show, we talked about Depoy and like the sack race, and we mentioned Aaron Donald's name. But like Joe, I just wanted your opinion. Like that conversation was twelve hours ago. Like, has anybody else jumped off at you other than like potentially Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald and potentially T.J. Watt or like that's having a a, a season that that you feel should contend for Depoy? No, I mean, he's sub-50% completion percentage, a passer rating of 50 against his coverage, seven interceptions. 15 um, passes defensed on 63 targets this year. That's more than a few. Um, yeah. I mean, Dolphins are second in scoring defense right now this season. I think he's got a strong, strong case. I mean, I, I think he's probably been better than Gilmore was last year. So unless you're – funny about like going with one of those impact pass rushers. I, I do think Xavier Howard's in this conversation for sure. I was in this conversation and I don't have another cornerback to bring to the table. Then right now I'd say he's the best cornerback in football, but I've, it, we've seen how quickly that changes. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean that that'll change three times over during right. a single season. And, and I wasn't trying to put you in a spot to, to talk nice about the dolphins. I generally wanted to know if you had had any of the names after we had talked this morning, that you were like, Oh yeah, that dude should have been in the conversation. no, no, I think it's those three D linemen and and uh, X. 
Is that what we call him? Is that if you're like in the know, you call him X? Yeah, yeah. If you know him, you call him X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can we do more math, gentlemen? You are. This is trap. That's so. That's fun. Uh, this is from William. We just did the seven head coaching changes. William says there are five starting quarterbacks that will be starting on a different team next year, meaning they're going to get another job. So five current starting starters that are going to start someplace else. I can think of two right off the top of my head. What's Sam their name? Donald. Sam Darnold was one. And I am fully in on the Matt Ryan to San Francisco bandwagon. I'll ride that train all the way to the ground, baby. I'm out on that. That is not an easy contract. So neither one of these Bears guys are going to be starting for some other team. Well, that's the thing, right? They're going to change um, quarterbacks, but I don't think Trubisky starts anywhere. Right. Is Teddy Bridgewater starting anywhere next year? Yeah, other than Panthers. Carolina? Yeah, Carolina. Okay. Cam um, Newton? No. Not if he plays like he played against Arizona. I it, Whatever you thought of Cam Newton before this year, like he did nothing to change that. Like he, he didn't get a job until July and got signed for five hundred thousand dollars. He has not done anything this year that is going to lead you to believe that he's gonna deserves to be paid like a starter next year. By All right. The chat's thrown two more names out there, which I think are two good ones. Dak Prescott, who I'm going to consider the starting quarterback in Dallas. He's not starting right now. See, I think that's I think that's unfair, Kyle. I think you're using a semantics argument. I'm just I don't I don't like starting this. quarterback in the 2020 yeah. NFL season. What about Carter Minshew? Well, Stafford's the not other a one. starting quarterback right now. Mike Lennon's are starting. Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Very good. Joe. Yeah, but Thanks that's for out for the back. year. Minshew's coming back. Is Jimmy G going to start somewhere next year? Oh, God, I hope. Not. Are you going to Are you going to give me Jimmy G's not the starter right now? <laughs> We're glad you're here, Chris. I'm so selling on. Fine. I'm selling on five is too big of a number. I agree. It's too high. You got one more for us? One more for the uh, I got I got a couple more here. We were we were trashing on Zach Taylor before, or you were in particular. This take yeah, four wins in twenty seven games will do that to a guy. Zach Taylor is the most title. Zach Taylor is the most hated coach in the NFL. Jets fans are numb to Gase by now. So I think this take is like the fan base disliking their coach. I, I don't think, know. I think Dallas Cowboys fans would like to yes, have a word. That was going to be my response. And Lynn with the Chargers. I think both of those guys might be more than Taylor. Because there were higher expectations in both of those places than Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to – Vontel. Oh, here you go. Back. Here back. you go. He's going to troll Joe. Browns will upset the Bills in the playoffs due to that being an awful matchup for Buffalo. What makes that a bad matchup for Buffalo? Like, what about the Browns? What's the Bills' Bills rush defense like this year? Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Here's the thing about the Bills' rush defense is, like, against good running teams, they have nutted up and stopped it. Is it just because they load the box and force you to – Right, they'll – like, they'll – force you to play some other way so if they want you i mean the bills have shown even against the chargers who have been a very good rush offense this year held them to like 77 yards which is only like three three times have been held under 100 this year they they contain jacobs they contain derrick henry like to me to me i would be okay with that like component of the game i, I see what he's saying in in the browns are very good run offense and that's uh that's a good thing to be in the playoffs. 
I do think the Browns have the opportunity to still have success even against loaded boxes. Because they got war daddies up front, and Nick Chubb's a monster. Yeah, I mean, are they... I don't know. I don't. I don't pin that on as the reason. That would. I, I would welcome, that I would welcome the, the Browns in the first round. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be the reason why the Browns would upset. I think the Bills would have to beat themselves because I don't think the Browns have enough on defense to force Buffalo to hold Buffalo down. Buffalo would have to make mistakes. Which they can do. Yeah, but I think I think it would be more so instead of being an awful matchup, it would be Buffalo beat themselves against Cleveland. Shuby, can you get this one from Owen? Good okay. friend of the show. Sure, I can get this one from Owen. I just don't know where that is because I was looking it's at recent. A it was spot. at an 808. Oh, yes, I see this one. Here you guys go. I'm going to butcher that first guy's name because I'm terrible with names. Scott McLuhan. Scott McLuhan. That was not what I would have gone with. Uh, so Owen has put together his dream, I guess, Detroit no. That's not a or, dream, is it? Or what he thinks it's going to be. I don't know. Scott McLuhan is the GM. Harbaugh is the head coach. Pep Hamilton is the OC and like Rex that. Ryan is the DC. Pep just, Hamilton is the OC I'm in on. Here's the thing you got to remember about Owen. He's a Packers guy. Oh, so he's trolling. I don't know if he is or not, but I I'll, I don't mind Scott McLuhan. Right. That'd be fine. That's the good part of this. I like Pep Hamilton. I don't dislike Harbaugh if it's John. I'm met on Jim Harbaugh. It's Jim. It's not John. <laughs> Rex. In the year 2021, leading Rex, the NFL I'm, defense? I'm a little iffy. I'm a little iffy on Rex. Well, but, but, but you could do a lot worse than this, though. I would say this about, about Rex. Rex. About Rex. That is personnel that he can work with, that they have there defensively. That would be the benefit there. Yeah, but he's really also good. Rex Ryan. <laughs> so. We done here? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can top that, that, that take. Oh, and thanks for stopping in, brothers. Good to see you. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, Draft Dudes Live. It happens every Monday, pre-gaming Monday Night Football. Every Thursday, would you rather? YouTube.com, The Draft Network, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, brought to you by our friends over at Mighty Swell. All of our live streams are at TDN. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. If you missed us live, Come back, see us again next time. Enjoy the game. Talk to you guys tomorrow.